Welcome back, everyone, to the Living with Power Hope podcast. I'm Lena Ebijamro, and I'm your host. It's exciting to have you back in the middle of our leadership edition of the Hope podcast. In this season, we're just going over leadership principles, looking at the life of Jesus and uh, biblical principles to be the best leader you can be. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, You can listen to them again and again. There's a ton of old podcasts where we tackle all sorts of difficult topics. You can find the uh, archives at our uh, website uh, and you can download the app. That's probably the easiest way to do it. It's the Living With Power app or go to our website, livingwithpower.org. Or you can just subscribe to the podcast. Whatever you do, we're just excited that you're a part of our community and welcome you back. Today, we are making our way through some principles in the leadership podcast Uh, talking about accountability and mentorship in leadership. And uh, um, everybody talks about that. This is a hot topic when it comes to leadership, and especially in leadership in the church. So I want to give you some thoughts about that, and a lot of it from my own life experience and and learning over the last 20 years of ministry, and just some reflections. As we make our way towards my thoughts, just want to read you a couple of verses from Scripture. 1 Corinthians 11.1, Paul wrote, Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. And uh, just this idea that we look at role models and we aspire to be like people, sort of a mentorship idea there. Uh, of course, many of you know the Titus passage that talks about mentoring one another. But uh, here's, here's a verse on leadership from Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Now, um, that is a call for people to imitate our, your faith if you're a leader. So uh, that might be challenging for some of you. I know it can be there are seasons where my faith doesn't seem like it's as strong as it should be. So it can be pretty challenging. Um, but again, just to give you a feel in those verses of uh, the importance of looking at examples and learning from others. And then, of course, accountability. We'll get to that, too. So I, I, I had some ideas framed and I restructured sort of my thoughts and I always do that when I come to record the podcast because I find a better way to say things, things that are so important and, and really maybe looking at them from a way that I think everybody says a lot of things about mentorship that sound similar after a while. And I guess I just want to give you some thoughts about what I've learned. And um, and I don't know that they're new or unique, but... Um, But I I think they're important, and I don't know that I've heard a lot of people talk about them. So uh, let me give you here uh, the first thought. Uh, If you're a leader and you've been told you need a mentor, uh, listen to this. Sometimes mentors are hard to find, and that's okay. All right? I think that's critical because I I, I really think that, well, I've watched my my path in, in the leadership journey and sort of watching myself take leadership roles in the church and outside of the church and parachurch organizations. And Everywhere you turn, everybody talks about the need to get a mentor. I mean, it's literally everywhere. And, 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 and so one of my original thoughts was, you know, the idea that you uh, how to get a mentor or whatnot. And I think that's fine and dandy. And you can get books about how to get a mentor. But the truth is, many of you who are listening long for a mentor. That's what I've found is more people long for mentorship. They look for it. They know they believe in it. They know that it would help. And, uh, and they long for it, they want it, they identify people who they want to mentor them, uh, or sometimes they can't find people. I know as a woman Christian uh, leader, I found it harder to find 
woman, uh, um, sometimes because the few who are doing great things are so swamped, they don't have time to, to mentor anybody else. And it's understandable, again, as we advance in, in, in our culture and, and in expanding some of the leadership roles of women, I think there's a, a, a bigger abundance of, of, you know, a group of women that can be mentors. But in general, um, mentors can be hard to find. And I think it can be really discouraging if you're a leader and you believe in mentorship and you've been told you need a mentor and then you uh, set on the path to find one and you just can't find one. And I want to encourage you if that's you. Uh, you can make it if, even if you don't have a mentor. Because remember, you can look for dead mentors. Uh, I, I know my entire 20s, I read so much of Elizabeth Elliot, who has passed away since then. But even back in, when I was in my 20s, she was an old lady. But she certainly wouldn't have a time, the time for someone like me. I was just some random girl in Florida at the time. And, but she mentored me. And I'm telling you, truthfully, she mentored me. And there's been others who uh, the biblical mentors mean so much to me. I probably have learned more from Moses and, and Joseph um, than any other, uh, maybe David I would put in that category as well. Uh, I've learned more from them uh, than anyone else in scripture. Oh no, actually I, I probably would bump up Elijah in my mind. Um, so Moses and Elijah probably be number one and number two in terms of who have mentored me in, 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 in how to become uh, the person that I am today. And so I, I think we need to think out of the box in mentorship. I, I, here's what I found. I found that um, when you try to do something and then doesn't work, you just bash it and go, man, I, I just don't think this works. And, and it can be um, destructive in a sense and, and not true because I think mentorship is essential. And sooner or later, you will find a good match with mentors. So don't give up if you've tried the path and you haven't been able to find, to find someone that can mentor you along in your leadership. You can still be a very healthy and mature leader uh, by relying on God and his word and by surrounding yourself with um uh, authors and writers and thinkers who are strong in their ability to lead you in, in your growth process. Uh, so don't be discouraged. I think that is one thing I want to uh, mention. Finding the right mentor is not a deal breaker in the Christian life and in the life of leadership. So sometimes mentors are hard to find and that's okay. Here's a second thought. Sometimes mentors hurt you and that's okay. All right. I want to talk about pain and woundedness here. Um, I, I am sad to say that I have had interactions with people that I've considered my mentors who have wounded me deeply. And I don't know if it was intentional. I, I would assume it's not intentional. And it was hard to get over for me. I, I'll be honest. And, and, um, and, and I still have to process some of that, honestly, and I'm working through it and guard against bitterness and guard against thinking badly of the person who hurt you. And, and, um, and, 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 and that's normal. That's a normal part of the Christian walk in a sense. We're not perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. He's the only mentor, by the way, who will always treat you in love and respect. And, and, uh, and, and yet in the scriptures, we see so many examples of relationships gone awry. It's not unique to you and to your situation. I mean, just Barnabas and Paul had a fallen out. And, you know, Mark, of course, he, you know, he had the fall, you know, left the, and you look at the life of Paul and again and again he talks about the wounds and the hurts that he's had in his Christian life and and yet undaunted in his faith and in his ability to follow Jesus and so um, don't let the pain that you have felt um, from a mentor destroy your faith uh, and it can and it can deconstruct your faith and, uh, and we've seen we see we've seen even now we, I can think of examples in real life of people whose faith has been destroyed because of their mentors and and we see that a lot by the way a lot of times we may not have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with pastors who are mentors, but in a sense, pastors are leaders who are mentoring the flock. And, and whenever there's a falling out in a church or 
church hurt, which is sadly very, very present in, in, in the world, uh, it's very easy to become disillusioned with the church and to become disillusioned with leaders and to say, man, I'm, I, I'm never going to trust another mentor again. And I think, uh, I think if you're that person, uh, by the way, we've put together a study called Healed when you've been wounded by other Christians or by the church, and it is on Right Now Media and on our website. And so if you are looking for material to help you uh, in your woundedness, and even though in that, in that study I sort of focus on being hurt by the church, I, I really think it can apply to being hurt by mentors, people that you respect, look up to, admire. That is what pastors and church leaders are, people that we look up to, admire, respect. And then there's woundedness that happens, and it's very hard to get back into a place where you can listen to pastors and leaders. And, 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 and I think it's very important to guard your heart from um, even distancing yourself from God in those times and those seasons and, and become cynical and become guarded and isolated. And, and that might be uh, not the natural fleshly way of dealing with pain, but God's way is to find healing and forgiveness and reconciliation eventually. So sometimes mentors hurt you and that's okay. It's not okay that they hurt you. I probably should have said that before. Many of you might have hung up before you got to this point of the podcast. It's not okay that you were hurt. I'm not saying that, but you're going to make it. I think that's why I said and that's okay because you're going to make it. It's a common thing, you know, to be wounded by people that we respect. Don't let it take you out. Don't let it destroy your faith. Don't let it push you out of leadership. Maybe, can I just venture to guess, you might be listening and maybe that's you. You used to be a leader and uh, things were going great for you and you were aspiring to grow in your leadership and something happened and you were kicked in the gut and you were thrown to the sidelines by your mentors and it hurt and you can't get yourself back in the game. Hey, listen, you don't have to get yourself back in the game. Jesus will. He'll get you back in the game. So don't lose heart. Keep your eyes fixed on him. Get the healing that you need. You don't need them for healing. You need him for healing. And uh, again, that study that I put together should help you. Uh, we would love to pray with you and talk with you through this. And when I say we, myself, my team, my ministry team, we have a prayer team. So we'd love to hear from you at lena at livingwithpower.org. Uh, so sometimes mentors are hard to find and that's okay. Sometimes mentors hurt you and that's okay. Here today we're talking about accountability and mentorship and leadership. Uh, so I want to now hit up number three, accountability. Sometimes accountability is lacking and that's not okay. All right, that's that third point. Sometimes accountability is lacking and that's not okay. You can live without mentorship because you can find mentorship in scripture. You can find mentorship in books and authors and in, 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 in a number of ways. But you can't live without accountability. You, you cannot uh, grow and last and, and, and have um, the transparency that you need in leadership and the honesty and integrity that you need in leadership without accountability. It's, it's, you need it. There's no way around it. If you are a head of a nonprofit, if you're a head leader in a church, if you have, you need accountability. However you set it up, it can be through a board. I think you can fool boards. I, I think you can fool anyone, frankly, but you need you don't need a lot of people to be accountable with. You just need a few, one or two people that are your people. And and listen, that is not a transient small group where it's my accountability group, three, six months later you move on. No, I mean life accountability people where you can tell them the nitty gritty. Dude, I'm struggling with my thought life. Dude, I'm struggling with my spending. Dude, I'm struggling with hatred towards someone. And then confess it and find healing. Look, your accountability partner is not going to absolve you of your guilt. That's not the point of it. But there's an openness of saying, here's my checkbook. Here's my computer. Here's my phone. Look at my life and have at it. Uh, it will protect you from a downfall. I guarantee you it will protect you from 
taking a path of sin, you know, the Proverbs 5 and 6 talks about how the woman that calls to the man on the side and he falls as a snare, you know, like in a snare. And, and that is how sin ensnares us. And, and this is not just about sexual sin, but about every area of sin. The more accountability you establish with a few people in your life, uh, the better off you'll be in the long haul as a leader. And, the, and here's what I found. The higher up you get in leadership, the less accountability people feel they need. It almost like you become accountable to no one. You're on your own. You feel you're untouchable. And that's when leaders fall. And so if it, you, you might not, you know, finding a mentor plus minus, but, but if you're listening and you don't have an accountability partner, you need one. You need one. You need a friend, a loved one you trust, and you need to sit with them and tell them you're my accountability partner. And, and I don't know what that looks like. There's many ways to do it. It can mean going through questions that you give each other, but but really, it really means, I, I, I jotted down a few thoughts. It has to be intentional. It won't happen magically on its own. It has to be intentionally thought, accountability. You find someone, you ask them to be your partner, and then you set a way to do it, intentionality. Secondly, it has to be vulnerable. It has to be vulnerable. You, you will feel naked. It will feel uncomfortable until your life is an open book. And... Uh, it may be a situation, you know, it's funny, like people go to therapists and you open up to them, people you don't even know, but you pay them and you open up to them and there's great vulnerability, but safety there. That's sort of what accountability looks like. It doesn't mean you're going to a therapist, but, but that level of openness where you tell them your stuff and you know they're not going to walk away, but they're going to love you and they're going to help you through uh, the havoc. And so it's vulnerable. And, and so sometimes what that means is sometimes it's painful. So we're talking about accountability. It's intentional, it's vulnerable, and sometimes it's painful. Uh, it's humiliating sometimes. It's embarrassing if you constantly fall in the same pattern of sin. But that's why you need accountability. I mean, you see the, the problem. And uh, and sometimes it may seem like you hear things that are painful to hear. But but it also will protect you. And, and, and here's the last thought on accountability. It takes time to develop. You cannot just, you know, you meet with someone for two weeks and then you're like, I, I can't stand it. I'm done. That didn't help me. I'm still sinning. I'm, it, it, you haven't given it enough time. It takes time to develop these relationships. And, and I think that's one of the problems in our modern day age. We're, we're not, we're transient people. We're not staying put. We don't have communities that we continue to thrive, to work with and live with and have life with. And, and so um, some concluding thoughts here. I mean, we've talked about mentorship. Hard to find. That's okay. Sometimes mentors hurt you and that's okay. Sometimes accountability is lacking and that's not okay. You need it. Um, just looking at my former notes, you know, before I sort of came up with these thoughts on accountability and, and mentorship, um, just a general thought, comparisons will kill you if you're not careful. And here, here's w w what I mean. I mean, uh, if you're looking at how other people are doing it, mentorship and accountability, uh, don't, because it will, it will really destroy you. Um, I've done that. I've been guilty of that. I've, I've watched people on social media develop partnerships and mentorship and relationships and it can feel so much like we're on the outside of that and by the way we don't know the level of that relationship but it looks like they're so close and they're so sharing they so know each other and you're listening into their conversation and you feel like an outsider and and as a leader and a person who wants to grow in leadership that can really be hurtful they don't mean it they don't know you from adam but but it does there's something so sinister I, it's funny. I use the word sinister in this podcast. I like that word so much, but it is, it can be so sinister. Why does it bother you? I don't know, but it bothers us 
to, to feel on the outside like that. And so comparison, you inevitably, when you log on, you go, man, I can't believe they have such a great relationship. Well, why don't I have a relationship with someone like that? And it can just become caustic and you can feel like you're on the outside always. And feeling like you're on the outside of something regularly is destructive. And, and by the way, it's a sham. It's not true. Um, I think that's a lie that Satan throws your way as a leader. Like, like you're, you're not part of it, whatever it is. And that whole hierarchy and, and systems, that is not from Christ. There's no inside, outside. Jesus Christ came to save everyone. He wants a relationship with everyone. He loves everyone. And so um, it, 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 it's, 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 it's hard to wrap our mind around this way, but that's the way of Christ. Uh, so social media is a landmine uh, worth studying. And what I mean is study your habits. Study your habits as you think about mentors as, you know, maybe you have a mentor and you think you have a great relationship with them. Then you get online and you notice that they have great relationships with everybody else. And then you're like, wait, I thought I was special and on and on. So study social media. What, when, when does it get you the most? Who are there people you follow? You need to unfollow because it just creates, um, and, and by the way, you're thinking, why is she talking about social media and comparisons when we're talking about accountability and mentorship? Because I think this comes up in that setting. You admire people, you look up to them, you start following them. Next thing you know, you think of them as Satan because of, they didn't tweet you back. You know, they didn't recognize your things, you know, on and on. And so it can really take on a tangent that is not uh, godly, really. So know yourself. Know yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Tell yourself the truth. You know what bothers you. I've had to literally go through and remove everybody that I admire in social media. I've stopped following. Not quite, but a lot. Because it was creating a stumbling block for me. I still love and respect them, but I felt like it's better for me not to uh, hear their constant conversations with everybody else. It makes me feel left out. And so I think, you know, to, to me, those are areas that also you need accountability in. And for the leader, again, and why? Because social media has become part of leadership. The more you grow in leadership, the more you're part of social media, the more you need to be careful of that arena. So um, mentors, you're going to find one. Don't, don't give up. Don't feel like you're never going to find a mentor till the end of it. First of all, you might be the mentor. You might be now in a place where you can mentor somebody else. But, but even if you're 60 or 70 or 80, God can still send you a mentor. And uh, I think about Joshua, and he was mentored by Moses well into his life. And, uh, and in fact, I think uh, Joshua was like 90 when he became the leader of the people of Israel. And I would say he was mentored by, by Moses until the day of Moses' death. And so don't, don't give up if you feel like you've waited your whole life for a mentor and you haven't found one. And, uh, and then accountability. Set it up. As soon as you hang up this podcast, uh, pray, think through the people you know, ask God to put a name on your heart and soul, somebody that you can trust, that you love, that loves you, and you can just say, hey, I need accountability in my life. Uh, will you be my accountability partner for life? You really start a life relationship with them. If you need help with any of these areas, I'm here for you. Lena at livingwithpower.org. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just, uh, I'm here to pray for you. I don't have great answers. I can't mentor everybody. Uh, so, I mean, if, you know, if you're, uh, younger and you're like, oh, I'd love for you to mentor me. I can't promise you to say yes, but I can promise to pray about it. And I can promise to answer your email and I can promise to help you find a mentor where you live. Um, beyond that, let's trust the Lord. Those are areas that God has to provide us for. And uh, let's be thankful for the way that the Lord has built the body of Christ so that there is relational accountability and fellowship and growth. 
uh, that, that's how Jesus lived. He had the disciples around him and he poured into them and he modeled mentorship. And I think much can be said about how he did that and much can be learned from that. So that might be a good case study for you this week is to look at the life of Jesus. How, how did he mentor the disciples? There's a lot of things that he did. You could, I bet you could write 10 things of ways that Jesus mentored his disciples and uh, imitate him. As Paul said here, I'll, I'll end with a, a verse. It was in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, imitate me, Paul said, just as I also imitate Christ. So let, let us do that as leaders. Let us imitate Christ so that those who look at us are imitating us, but really they're imitating Christ because our life is so much like Christ. Hey, as usual, uh, hit up livingwithpower.org, download the app, check out our online store, shegiveshope.com. We um, support Syrian refugees in the Middle East, tons that you can do to help partner with us. Uh, Start by buying a t-shirt. And uh, uh, if you'd like any of the books that I've written, uh, email me. I'd love to send you one. It's lena at livingwithpower.org, and we will be together again next time. Have a great, great day.